0: That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm your host, Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, but also my partner in life, Rachel Campos Duffy.
0: That's right. Thank you, Sean. And happy Valentine's Day. Today, we're going to have a very fun conversation, uh, something that we love to talk about, which is love and marriage. And we have, you know, I think one of the coolest parts about working for Fox, Sean, is that we've been able to make some pretty cool friendships with some of the people that work here. One of our best friends at Fox is Dan Bongino. And you guys all know Dan Bongino as sort of this, you know, Fiery guy who comes on and he's you know telling you everything he thinks about everything that's going on in America. But if you know Dan Sean, you know that he's kind of a teddy bear deep down.
1: Listen, I, this is a guy. If you sit and have a <laughs> cup of coffee with him, he is like you or mean, or, use, or a couple margaritas or a margarita or a glass of wine. <laughs> I mean, he is a teddy bear. You're right, and he's a guy who cares about politics passionately. But you see that same passion he puts towards politics. He puts towards his marriage and his kids and his family. And so I thought it'd be great again on Valentine's day to have a conversation with Dan Bongino and his wife, Paula, who we got to know very well as well.
0: That's right. So Dan and Paula have been married for a while. They they met when when he was still working as a secret service agent, they went on a blind date, which is kind of fun. But anyway, we're, we thought let's get their love stories. Let's find out the story behind them, and I think it's a way for us to, on Valentine's Day, celebrate love, but also celebrate marriage and commitment.
1: And so, and so, what you guys so are undervalued in our What you're going to see is usually we have these podcasts on our kitchen table, but we went to the Bongino house and sat down with Bonginos in their home in Florida and had this conversation with them. So you're going to get a taste and flavor of kind of these questions we asked about love and marriage and family and how they met. And what I love about this conversation, which you guys are going to, you're going to, you're going to hear is that they're really honest and we're honest too about marriage is awesome, but marriage is also challenging and difficult. And they really kind of laid into their own marriage.
0: The Banchinos, both of them, they They do not hold back. They tell the truth. And, you know, Paula is a Colombiana. And so, you know, She's feisty. And I, I have to tell you, I can't imagine anyone but Paula married to Dan. It's funny. You know, he's such an alpha male. Then when he's next to Paula, you see that, you know, she kind of keeps him in check. It's yeah, pretty clear.
1: He wears the pants, but not all the time. I think. Yeah, I think not Paula, all the time. Paula, Paula's, definitely, Paula's definitely
0: the brains in that operation. And she's his business partner as well as his wife. So, again, this is the Bongino love story. And this is our tribute to Valentine's Day, to marriage, to love and to commitment. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Take a listen. So,
2: Paula, Dan, tell me how you met. It was a blind date.
3: Yes, it was very blind. <laughs> it was well, only one way blind. It wasn't really blind. It was halfway blind. So,
0: was this pre Google, where you could Google somebody and you could find
2: definitely pre Google. Okay. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Well, the image search on Google was probably in its infancy right. in those days.
1: So,
2: mm-hmm.
3: so was this a
1: friend of yours that set this up? Of, of it, of
2: was, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, his cousin was dating one of my friends.
3: So I said to the cousin, I said to my cousin, Todd, he's kind of a cousin by marriage. I said, hey, because his wife, Margo, had been a friend of mine. I was joking. I said, hey, Margo, you have any sisters? We're kidding. And she goes, I don't have a sister, but I got this friend,
1: Paula. And I'm like, oh boy,
3: now I'm in this. <laughs> I'm going to have
1: to rock and roll with this. That's right. Sorry. But, 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 Paulie you actually saw what Dan looked like before you guys met, right?
2: We did. No, no, I did not actually. I did not. He told me I could, but tell I did the, not. Tell us the story. <laughs> we were talking on Friday. We were going out on Saturday, and he said to me. If you want to know what I look like, you could check out Wednesday's Newsday. Do you remember that? <laughs> because yeah. wait, she always that,
3: says it with this No, I know. no,
2: no, that's exactly how no, no, that's it went down. No, no, that's not how it went down.
3: She always adds this drama to that. Yes, but here's it the there's funny there's thing. Drama. She tells she's telling this way, she always says and I never, I never looked at the news. Here's the no, reason.
2: no. I said I never looked at it before we day? went out. Well,
3: yeah, that's because <laughs> I was, I was not on doing any Fox. I was a Secret Service agent, mm-hmm. and I was at the U.S. Open with Hillary Clinton, and they had taken a picture of Hillary, and I'm in the background protecting Hillary with this smug. Face on, and I swear, I really just thought to myself that way. If she thinks I'm ugly. She won't show right, up. Right. She takes it as this big like, oh my gosh, hey look at me, I'm like I the was. most. I told not, him hey, the news thing. Yeah,
2: I told him my Wednesday news day is in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, did that tell you everything you need to know about Paula?
3: But, but <laughs> tell him how you found tell, So wait, wait. Here's no? this is where the, this is gets great. This is, so we go out on a date, and I don't know, three or four dates, whatever. She's reading this book. It was like a mob book, right? Or something.
2: Right, like right. That. I it was love like mob. She oh, loves yeah.
3: mob stories, right? So it's a paperback, and she's out of it. We had she had a small apartment, and I'm looking. And I go, oh, I'll pick up this book. And, and
2: this is the greatest thing ever.
3: The book. you were
2: not supposed to find that. The bookmark is the, the picture of the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> she cut it
3: out. So I like, did. like, no, oh, I didn't know. Did. Did. <laughs> but <bunch> she had <laughs> it. A bookmark.
2: It was her bookmark. I only cut it out after I met him <laughs> because, because, because I fell in love with you so quickly, my love. <laughs> so yes, that's
1: So fine. give us <laughs> the first date. How were yeah. you jealous about the first date?
2: It was a first date. Um, we met at a bar. And so I told him I was wearing black pants and a red shirt. I had no idea what he looked like. He just told me, I'm wearing uh, light pants and a baby blue shirt. So I'm looking around, I'm looking around. and
3: So she, I'm a, I remember the Motorola StarTAC. Remember that? I had a oh. StarTAC phone. So I, I call her and I'm, I'm, I say, hey, what are you wearing? She says, yeah, it's black pants <laughs> and this red shirt. Now we're in this bar, Sullivan's in Queens. And it's an outdoor bar, half outdoor, half indoor. It's packed, crowded. So there's a line outside. So I can see outside, and I can see the line. So he was I'm scanning, it was 11. scanning, you know, like a good agent, right. I'm scanning. I'm like, black pants, red shirt. And I'm like, please God. And I look and I'm like, is that her? And now I'm like, I'm in love instantly. I'm like, holy Moses. This, what you know what she looked like right away? Remember Vanessa Marcel, yeah. the actress, yes. General Hospital. Yes. And Prince wrote this song about her, the most beautiful oh. girl in the world. Yeah. That's all I could think. Oh. I Vanessa I cannot Marcel. marry this
2: man. That's right? all I could yeah. think. This and I
3: is. said, I, I said, thank you. Lord Jesus, for making this wonderful woman, and I was, and I was with my friend.
2: He had a friend there yeah. for re- for Dad. a reason. He was, you know, in case it didn't work out, he was gonna be like, <laughs> I gotta take my friend he home. But yeah.
1: So, but were you, were you nervous then? You're like, listen, I, now she's beautiful. No, no, There's some stress. Twenty-two coronas. So I was
3: way too nervous at that point. Yes. <laughs> so, what
2: did you think when you first met Dan? Um, I, I mean, I was just like overwhelmed with him. He, it was it was a good date. We talked all night. It was.
3: I think she yeah. thought I was a little, uh, maybe had one too many adult sodas. Yeah, but
2: no, there. it was a great day. I was a little was bit fun. of a partying. His brother like was that. there. His friend was there. I think at one point they were showing me their abs or something. I'm like, yeah, I love this thing. This is a good <laughs> day. Something <laughs> that
1: would change. That may have made out of it. Yeah, <laughs> it. Yeah, that may have made out of
3: fun.
2: Yeah.
1: I was, was totally, really minute. fell in love with them. So, me, I was like, ah. Uh.
2: Yes, yes. How long were you dating
0: before you knew, okay, this is the man I'm going to marry?
2: I've got to tell you, it was one of those dates where I just said, th- I, we talked all night and I, I found him because he told me, oh, I'm this big guy. And I just found him so smart. I I just kind of knew. It, it, was, it was pretty instant. I mean, we took off right after that.
3: Yeah, I couldn't. I was like. How long like...
2: did you date
0: for?
3: Oh,
2: we were dating about a month before we moved in together. Okay. So it was pretty quick. And then 9-11 happened. We met. September 1st, 2001, uh, we went out on two dates and I went away on a trip with some girlfriends and then in 9-11 happened. I was connected. Right, he was, because I used to work yeah. down uh, in Wall Street and my building used to look right into the, into the towers. So that day he didn't know I was away, he just mm-hmm. kept calling and calling and calling. And I didn't want to he be a weirdo, a family, like I'd right?
3: only been dating what? her two weeks, mm-hmm. but she's not answering the phone and now I'm like, my gosh, well, you know, she's gonna see like 75 missed calls. She's gonna think I'm some kind of wackadoodle. I didn't know what to do. And then finally she calls back and she's like, you know, oh, everything's, I, I swear, I thought she was dead. I did, I was like uh, totally, yeah. I can't believe can't You didn't believe hear this.
2: back from me until Friday. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, and she said, I'm at my mother's in uh, Las Vegas. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God. But you know, I mean, you want to talk about like, Forged and I mean, it was just the craziest thing. I mean, I'm an agent. She works down at the pit, you know. My brother had worked for the fire department. I mean, it was just so that we met like such a whirlwind. Right. And then you know, it's crazy not to like belabor the point, but right after we met, I, I, I had, like I said, I had a few adult sodas that night. I was a little too much of a partyer in my younger days. And I was when the second date I show up. Remember this?
2: Yes, I opened the door, and he's like, oh. and I noticed and I'm like, like, Let out
1: a gasp.
3: He did. Was...
2: He goes, oh, and I'm like. <laughs> What? And he said, you are good looking. <laughs>
4: I'm like, okay. That
3: really happened. Because I swear, like, in my head, I was like, I knew. the. Gr- I remember, you can't just do a Google search. I had no picture. We didn't take a cell phone selfie. Right. The start Trek didn't tech have didn't an have an Instagram page. No, they didn't have an Instagram page. Nothing. I really had, I, I knew she was beautiful. And it was a great date. And I couldn't wait to see her again. But I swear, I had very little recollection of what she <laughs> did was like. Did I have beer goggles <laughs> on? Or was it real? Yes. What was it? Right? And, and it the door opened, I was like. Thank you. This yeah. is real. That's
2: exactly what he did. I'm like, what? And I tried to
3: contain it, but I was like, let me just be honest, Mike. Right. And then I think I told you the Vanessa Marcel thing.
2: He did, yes, he did I'm tell me. Like, oh my it.
3: gosh, you, and, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, she looks exactly like
1: her. I was like a star. So you guys, you guys meet a month later. You move move in with each other, and then yeah. how long after that do you guys get married?
2: We well, that's the story. We kind of did everything backwards. Yeah. Um, after that, we moved to Maryland. I think about a year after we met. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CIA right. yeah. So yeah. we moved to Maryland. We bought a house, and later we got married.
1: So yeah. So you're like you exactly. guys are all, yeah. but you're like a bit
2: your lives are committed. You're,
1: you're living together. You a right. life together. Mm-hmm. And after that, right. you get
3: mm-hmm. Well, we knew we were really. It was more of like a financial limitation. Right. And I mean, I knew I was going to marry her. It's just marriage in new york is expensive it's like a job i mean we got really we got married and, you see the picture behind us when you walk in we got married at ohika castle in new york which is the second largest private residence in the united states i mean it was like i mean buying a house getting married you know oh, yeah. And, but yeah we, i mean we knew you know we, we had we had so much in common and yet we were so different like she was a web developer super smart with tech and all that stuff i couldn't even turn on a computer. And, you know, she can be like shy sometimes and I was like the outgoing guy. <laughs> and yet I'm the one in the house who's kind of more shy and reserved and she's the one who kind of takes charges. It. So it's just, it's like a yin and yang everywhere, you know?
2: Complimentary.
3: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, 100% nice. it was yeah. totally, it's it's you know?
2: it's supposed to be. Yeah. So this,
1: was, so this was love at first sight.
3: Pretty much, yeah. yeah,
2: pretty much. And you've been married yeah. how many years? 18. 18. Yeah. 18 years, right. We just, we, um, Back in September, we celebrated 20 years of just since we met yeah that's so a we've long been time. together 20 years right? but I
3: know that sounds like crazy like the whole love at first sight maybe smitten at first sight I don't know but I I was like I was in this I was remember it. I wrote an email to myself on my secret service account so someone in the government the NSA probably has it right now like reminding myself in the monkey case I forgot like how special it. I thought yeah. that would be cool to have thinking I'd be there forever <laughs> and I could go right. look at it later and then of course I resigned and I don't have the damn thing you <laughs> used to
0: write me well, what did you write yeah. yourself
3: I just like i wanted to be reminded about like the majesty of that first date you know because you 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 that's the kind of thing
2: he never told me this yeah you want to (laughs) i wrote
3: myself this email i did you want to like savor it forever like every moment and what you did i mean it was pretty long it was like 10 paragraphs long about what and uh i i i wish i would have like printed it before i left because i didn't want to forget anything because you know listen marriage as you guys know, it's it's work, man. It's work. It's good work. It's lifelong. It's the best job you'll ever have. But you have to work at it. And you know, when things get a little rough, you gotta remember the good. You can't always cause you tend to like focus, like, oh we gotta fight. It's all over, it's the end of the world. It's not like the end of the world. There were like 10 million good times for the, you know, hundred or so times you guys are like at each other's doors. And I wanted to remember that because it really was like an incredible first date. Best first date I'd ever had. I was, like, just yeah, totally yeah. head
1: over heels. Can, can I ask you about that? Because I think, like, on our podcast, and we'll frequently say it, marriage is not easy. Right. Marriage is really hard, right? And, I mean, and again, anything you do in life that has great reward takes a lot of work, and there's a lot of, you know, right. angst along That's the right. way. And I think so many people today think that marriage is just easy and sunshine and roses and unicorns, and it's actually really tough.
0: Well, they get out as soon as they think they hit those stumbling blocks,
3: well, right? I think, I don't know if you agree, but I, th- I think you're doing people a huge disservice if you tell people otherwise. Right. I think sure. the ridiculous yeah. divorce rate we have is because people have this Hollywood idea of what it is. It's the most rewarding experience of your life. You're gonna, I mean, you know Rachel, Rachel knows Sean, I know Paula, Paula knows dad better than anyone. My mom, my dad, yeah. my kids. I mean, she knows things about me no one else knows. But by us telling people and leading them down this primrose path that it's all gonna be rose petals and you know, Aesop's fables, it's childish. That's not what it is. You're two human beings who are flawed. And you know, you're gonna pump, especially us. I mean, listen, we're stubborn. I mean, listen, we were fighting last night. We were, we were. We were fighting this morning. Something. <laughs> we were, we we morning. Said, over over said, something, over something so ridiculous. Have
2: nothing nice to say about him over right now.
3: Over
4: the most <laughs> ridiculous yeah. That's, That's what
3: story. I said last night, like, right. And they were like, it's Valentine's Day, they yeah, right, hug you know, it out, right? But I really do. I think you're doing you're doing them a huge disservice by telling people that, that this is like, right. oh yeah, don't worry
0: about I, We always joke that when we hear people say, we never fight I'm like, they're getting divorced. Yeah,
3: we oh yeah,
2: are, tomorrow. <laughs> tell them
3: so, tomorrow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hope they have a prenup, because yeah, that's yeah. just not true. Well,
0: also, you're married to a Latina, and we just, we have to say what we think.
2: Yeah, I know, exactly, <laughs> <think>? yeah, tell <laughs> him, <laughs> please, no, tell hi. him. So, I mean, so. <laughs> so tell me, what is, uh,
0: what's the biggest challenge, not just to be married to Dan, what is the biggest challenge about being married to Dan, but what is the challenge of marriage, I and mean, what would you tell someone I was thinking about have, being married, about right. what that big challenge is.
2: No, oh, when you have children, you both have different ideas of how you want to raise your children, and sometimes we don't we don't always agree. And yeah. I mean, it took us a, a long time to to find a way to communicate so that we can make that work.
3: But it's weird because like. It, Yes, she's correct. Raising mm-hmm. kids is the, the right. toughest job, most, most important, but toughest job out These
2: there. These kids, you know, they cry and they break my heart. And he's like, no, you gotta be tough. Yeah. Right.
3: But that's the thing. Like, And then last <laughs> night, like, she was, this is the funny thing. Like she just said it. The right. arguments like shift back and forth. Right. Like, no. Last night she was telling me I was too easy. Right. And then I'm always on. telling her she's <laughs> doing I'm like, wait.
2: That's my fight. You're not allowed to have that fight. That's my argument. Right, right. Right. You know, when they're babies. But when they get older, they give him this sadly, we have two girls, and they just come, Daddy. And they give him this face, and he just folds right away. And I'm I'm like, come on. (laughs) What happened to
1: the tough guy? Right, right.
2: Yeah, I'm the tough guy now. So
1: so what advice do you guys have? So for married couples, to Mm -hmm. make it and to go through those hard times, what advice do the Bonginos have? for a successful marriage. I
2: remember when we first met, we went to your um, grandparents' anniversary. They were celebrating. The Yeah, that's right. Um, They were celebrating 60 years of being together and of marriage. And they were just dancing and just having a good time. And I remember looking at him and I said, one day I want that. They were just so cute. Mm -hmm. And when we bought the house in Maryland, uh, Grandma Ann, she came over. By that time, Grandpa had passed. She came over and she said, Paula, sit down. I want to have a talk with you. And she told me how marriage is hard. Nothing comes easy. And she said, there were days I just wanted to walk out that door and just leave. But she said, those those hard times, when you get through those hard times, they're just going to bring on happier times. And I just always try to remember that whenever we had really bad fights. Remember
3: she told you? I remember, because this yeah. must have deeply because mm-hmm. she's told me about this quite a bit. Right. Didn't she say to you as well, like... You'll have good days and bad days, like good years and bad years right. and good decades and bad decades.
2: <laughs> right. And I, I mean, like, 60 wow. years together. Yeah, that's, yeah. A that's a long time. That's right back there. Like, right. They're, they're that's why their passed, picture is right like. there because. Very special.
3: Accurate. World yeah. War II veteran, yeah. mm-hmm. stormed the beaches of Normandy, my grandmother, like the hardest worker ever. And, you know, I, I think also, though, a, a good piece of advice is you got to commit to it. Like, I'm serious. I mean, that word commitment gets thrown around. But if you're looking for a way out, you'll find it. It's like if you're looking for a reason not to work out, trust me, you'll find it. Marriage, you <laughs> find looking, it every day, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> you'll find it. Oh, I'm tired. I didn't eat well. Yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You'll find it. Yeah. After I the would. laundry, <laughs> right. after. I have to. I can't mean, clean
0: the counter. Right. Right. you know, right. always right. find right. me I mean, But really, marriage yeah, is true. the
3: same way. It's like if 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 you're not, if your end game is you're looking for an out, you're gonna find it. So just you forget it. Like it's over before it started. And I would say, second, because yeah, I mean, we've had some really like rough times through it. Is I think one of like the darkest times where we were really like at each other's throat a lot. We've been through a lot, like the yeah. Secret Service, the campaigns. Right. You won, we lost. Uh, I mean, losing's a lot harder than winning. Luckily, you don't yeah. know that. <laughs> but the campaign is tough. The, the campaign, is, the whole is people oh. a are writing about writing. Paula, like. Gambino's pro-life. He, he should have aborted his wife. Like disgusting stuff. Okay. Like I was like, this is like the, the and, and this, you know, she was reading the comments. But you, you almost have to like, after that, I think I mean, what got just, us through that is. Never you read the to, comments. You have to date your wife. It's the most important lesson yeah. I tell everyone. Say that again. Say yes. that
0: again. You yeah.
3: have to date. Your wife is not your kid's mom. What, you, do what, your what, kids. What? What? Whoa! <laughs> no. What you no, I, I don't mean that like a weird, your, wife, your wife I remember this friend of mine, Brian who really ran for fine. office himself, he's a super nice guy he's got, he's got quite a few kids as well, and he's, <laughs> yes. he, I'll never forget this, he said once one of his kids had yelled at uh, the mom you know, the, and he said don't you talk to my wife like that mm. in other words, like yes we, we have two kids me and Paula, and I'm the father they're the mother, we are a family and quite happy one at that, but You know, my relationship with my wife is my wife. My relationship with my kids is my relationship with my kids. Mm. And you have to, when you start looking at your wife, only like Mm -hmm. the parent to your children, it, I don't know. I think it just did a lot of like, it does a lot of damage as the only thing. When you start to remember, like, the person you had a lot of fun with and all that, and you're like, oh, gosh, this is my, 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 this is my woman, this is my girl, this is my girlfriend, this is the woman I married. I'm telling you, like, we started going out on date nights again and stuff, do you and do ironically, that? we became better parents, I think, too. Do you do that now? Do you guys do date nights? We, yes, and we, we do it often. Now we go out with friends more, but we, you know... We used to, <laughs> we used to clean out the, that bar a little bit sometimes on the side I
2: like <laughs> what
0: you just said, that actually you were better parents, better family when you took that time you to date to. each yes. other. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's brilliant. Wait right there. We'll have more of this conversation next.
4: Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth.
0: Now, it's no secret you guys have had a crazy year. There's been ups and there's been downs. Let's not beat around the bush. You were diagnosed with um, cancer.
3: Yeah, it was rough.
0: And my question to you is how has that impacted your marriage?
3: How do you, I mean, I know.
2: Oh, you, you just look at everything differently. I, he called me and he said, Paula, I, I didn't go with him for the MRI because I was picking up the kids and I really didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a fatty tumor. So um, he called me and he said, Paula is not a fatty tumor. And I just remember my heart. It it just. You remember outside? Yes. He came home.
3: You have to understand, like, I get these fatty tumors. Everybody has them. And I get them often, and they're no big deal. Little lumps, and they're not cancerous or anything. They're not anything. You cut them out or you leave them, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And when I had the lump, that's what we thought. That's why she, I mean, you have to understand, like, neither one of us even thought it was a possibility. She was like, yeah, go ahead, get the thing. And if I thought it was cancer, I would have been like, come along. But that's how little we thought of it. You know, I go in the machine, the MRI, and this doctor, this guy, Todd, really nice guy, the radiation oncologist came there, which was super nice. And I came out of the machine and I looked up and I remember saying, hey, uh, it's a fatty tumor, right? And he went, he said, you gotta put your clothes on. Like you have the hospital gown on. I was like, oh, damn. And then I came back and Paula was walking Lucy and we were just like crying. I mean, I couldn't, because remember I didn't know what kind of cancer it was. Could have been like stage four or something. Right, that I mean, was the
2: worst part, not knowing. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean not it changes knowing, everything. Not
2: knowing what he had, not knowing what stage and, and, you and know, it all took this material so long to diagnose, crap, Right.
3: Like houses and cars and paychecks. You know, the first thing that came to my mind was, my gosh, like I'm never gonna see my youngest turn eighteen. Like that was the one thing. The one thing. Like I felt like with Isabel, I remember saying my my now eighteen year old. Like at least I had that time with her. Eighteen years. Like this sucks. And if I go, I go. But I had eighteen years with her. She'll have eighteen years of memories. And I remember thinking, my youngest, she's only, she's not gonna remember any of this. She was nine at the time, you know.
4: Right. And I, she was actually eight. And I was like, gosh,
3: like she's not gonna remember any of this. And it was just devastating. But yeah, we went through a lot, man. That really
1: hardened us. It's one of those things you can have a lot on the personal wealth side, but if you yeah. don't have your health, that's, right. I mean, you don't, have anything. You right. don't have anything. Right. 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 And
2: Then you start thinking, well, how is life supposed to go on without him? Right. How much did you lean on Paula during this time?
3: Oh my gosh, everything. I mean, the chemo thing was the word. Radiation was easy. You just get, zapped. you don't have to feel you get zapped and you walk out as nothing happens, but, um, outside of the radiation, but with the chemo, you come home and you just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like the worst hangover you ever had, and like being sick on top of it. And it was just weird. Like you're almost, you know, the worst part of chemo for me. People laugh. Like it's not funny. was the hiccups. <laughs> the hiccups. They, they give you large doses of dexamethasone, a corticosteroid. It makes you hiccup uncontrollably all the time. So I couldn't sleep at night because the dexamethasone also wires you up. Yeah. So all night, either me or her, and are sleeping. I'm up at night because I can't sleep. She's like. Like a baby. Miss like, could do for guy. guy. She's like burping me like <laughs> I a so,
2: baby. I felt so helpless. Moment, right. Back to the I, was, yeah, right, I, I mean, felt so helpless. There was nothing I could do for him. Nothing. So he was like, Paula, you got to help me. I'm like, okay. Slam me on I'll the back. you.
3: And hours a night, she'd be sitting there, and I'm like, this is why your wife knows more about you than anyone else, although the Fox audience knows it. Yeah. And then yeah. the <laughs> podcast audience,
2: right?
3: Right. Yeah. we only do the
1: podcast. Yeah, I never,
3: never skipped the show. No, know, but he with, was doing the podcast. With, the hiccups. with hiccups. I was, you know, I was
2: producing back there with him. So it was just the two of us in the room. She had to, he had to edit the had hiccups to, out. Right. We had to edit the hiccups. We would have to stop the show. Um, it, it was if, hard.
3: If you listen to that episode, the interview we did with General <laughs> Flynn, yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
3: it skips all over. That's because Paul is heading out the hiccups. Right. And we had to apologize to him <laughs> like he remembers it probably it's like twenty like, third, sir. I'm sorry, I can't, it's the Dexamethasone. I said, really sorry. We never skipped the show. The only show yeah. I ever skipped was when we got the Rona. When I got that was it. That that's I couldn't. Right. And you guys
0: work together. I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> dynamic. So what do you what what do you say to people who go, I wanna work with my spouse? Good idea, bad idea? <laughs> Great idea. Uh, we haven't we
2: haven't had any issues, I don't think, right? You know,
3: I think we both kind of thought that too. Like, my gosh! Like, we're—I mean—we're around each other, (laughs) not figuratively, like all the time. We were back there
2: with each other, six hours a day.
3: And we were expecting
2: over here with each other the rest of the day. It was fine.
3: But we didn't have like. And matter of fact, you know what was funny? I think doing the show helped, right? Right. Because sometimes, once in a while—not often, but like maybe twice a month—we get into some like spat before the show or whatever. And it would become a joke on the show. And by the end of the show, we'd be laughing about it. I and I'd know. be like, oh, audience, uh, Paula's a little mad. She'd be like, I'm not mad. Like, be like, I'm <laughs> and by the end, you're like laughing, right? And, right, right. That. and I'm like, Paula's upset at me, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, you're, you're, <laughs> poor
2: producer <laughs> Joe. Yeah. He got to hear it oh, all. Yeah. Poor
3: Joe, my producer. He's in Maryland, <laughs> so but he could hear the whole right? thing. That.
2: That's right. Yeah.
3: He would just, he's like, oh, I'm staying out of this one. I know. Paula I'm signs like, the Joe, text. Joe, i going to
2: mute that mic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Paula,
1: we all watch Dan on TV. Podcast radio. He's a pretty hard dude. And he's like, he throws heat, right. he speaks honestly, um, and boldly. And I would go, how is it for Paula to live with Dan Bongino? Does she get a word in edgewise? And how hard is Paula to fight back against Dan Bongino? How is it? Or does Dan he, soften up? Does Dan he, does Dan's he softer is. side he's come up? god,
2: yeah, no. At home, he's not like that. That's why I tell you with the girls, he's a big softy. My my uh, oldest, Isabel, she'll go directly to him because she knows if she wants something, she has to go to him.
1: He's the yes man?
2: He is the yes guy. And the little <laughs> one is learning that. He <laughs> is learning that quickly. So. But she
3: will, like, so, you know, she'll sit right here on this couch and the studio's in the back. So there have been a few nights I've come down, especially with Haroldo. When I've come down, she'll watch it on Hannity and she'll be like, Ooh. She'll be like, what do I say? <laughs>
2: I think the worst was um, CNN. Wait until um, tomorrow night. What was the CNN? CNN?
3: Oh, when I had it out with Don Lemon.
2: Don Lemon. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. That yeah, I had bad. it. When I,
3: before I was a Fox contributor, I had a right. big fight with Don Lemon on CNN about the Second Amendment. Right. And that was nuclear. That, and that then was... she called me and she was like, holy Moses, is that just happened on the air? Right. I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, that just went down like that. I think we were trending for like two days on social media. After you that were, one.
2: yeah. And the other one is with Geraldo. I was in the bathroom. I remember that. And all of a sudden I hear
1: cursing and I'm like, what, <laughs> I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, oh
3: no. <laughs> what's happening? I'm <I'll> going <laughs> get a glass of wine. I'll pour <laughs> yeah, a wine. Uh... She's developed over the last you know, 20 years, a very good sense of, of, of you know, which is good because she runs my business, of what's good and what's not. Like, you know, when I do that, my favorite, I'm not saying this because you're here, I swear, I have no reason to like virtue signal to you guys. My favorite appearances are the Fox and Friend weekends because, I, one, I, I know all of you very personally. And, second, it's just long. Like, we can just go. There's no, you mm-hmm. know, rap, rap. I mean, I can say, you know, and I'll come down on some Saturdays and she'll be in the kitchen having coffee over there. And she's just like, man, like, that was really good. And then sometimes, like, I want it to be good and it's not. She'll be like, no, it was no good. And I'll be like, no, it was good. She'll be like, no, <laughs> no it's <was laughs> no good. That's okay. Yeah. right. I'm like, no, it's really good. No, it's no good.
1: You know, so yeah. I watched one. Yeah. I watched one yeah. of you guys eating the Burger King um, Whoppers with right. the fake meat, <laughs> and I think they expected that to be a really good segment. Like, oh, this is delicious, and you're going to be like, this is crap. Oh <laughs> I think you, dance, dance throw you throw and I them. are oh, like, no. the, eat you're, the, the, eat. you're like Just a, a lumberjack, right? like the
3: testosterone machine. Right. I'm like the MMA <laughs> broken nose, busted up knuckles, you know, beat up old. Scrougly dude, like you're gonna give me a. I want a burger. That what thing's gonna that say f- beyond me. It better damn well be beyond me and behind the scenes for the Fox audience. So they sent me that burger the night before. Me too. Yeah, the thing was in my fridge in the so, hotel room. So I'm eating, so when Burger King's defense, it was a little cold. It
0: was not fair on
3: Burger but King. It was not a fair, <laughs> but, but the Whopper, even though it was cold, did the regular Whopper did taste good. But that was, I love segments like that. Yeah, that yeah was it was I
1: that was watched funny. that one too, I'm like, this is but great. When I see the
3: bumper sticker, I said, give us the cow. No, give just, just, right, eat, <laughs> the cow. just <laughs> eat the cow, <laughs> just, the cow. Right. just eat <laughs> the cow. Just eat yeah, that was hilarious.
0: So I'm gonna get a little bit deeper on something that has been, I find really fascinating about your background. And I want to learn a little bit more about yours in this regard. Being married, one of the things you learn is that you bring a lot of stuff from your own background into the marriage and you have to sit through and go, I got to keep this stuff. I got to get rid of this other stuff. You came from a rough childhood. Maybe you tell us a little bit about that and then specifically how it impacts your marriage. Like, How does that color the way you want your marriage to be?
3: Yeah. I mean, listen, there's nothing like the love of a dad, you know, and I, I don't blame my parent, but they, they got divorced. They just, it wasn't working out for a lot of reasons. Um, and it's just tough. I mean, there's really nothing worse than like waiting on the weekend to see your dad. Nothing. I mean, this the love of a father is just different. I, I mean, it's really a travesty, this, this destruction of the American family and this crisis in fatherhood, because as you know, and I think me and you can speak to personally, the love of the dad is different. You're physical with them different. The way you kind of play with them is different. I mean, I used to throw my daughter up in the air and catch her and, ah, and she was flying. Like That was just my thing. And it was like, you know, the love of the dad and the way they talk to the kids and the way they relate to them is just totally different. And not having my dad around all the time was really, um, it was really, it's just a horrible thing. I mean, it's one of the worst memories of my childhood and my mother had married a guy who was not a particularly great guy. Um, And it just, it it, to me kind of made hard the concrete that I was not ever gonna put kids through that, that no matter what the personal crises I was going through with or what, or me and her, that we were like plowing through no matter what, I mean, She doesn't know her dad. I mean, she hasn't seen her dad in forever. So it's like we both were never going to repeat those generational mistakes. This whole idea that the last generation had about it, you know, oh, you know, divorce, it ain't so bad. Listen, sometimes it's necessary. I get it. There are really abusive people out there and stuff happens. But let's not sugarcoat it, okay? It's not a good thing. You need your dad. You need your dad around. And I'm not leaving my kids, like, no matter what. That's not happening. So, and I think you... You know, your Right,
2: dad. I also grew up without a father, and my father wasn't present at all. I didn't have a weekend dad either, so I haven't seen my father since I left Columbia. And so I had a single mom. My mom did everything for us. She worked three, four jobs just to pay the bills. We lived in a little room we, she rented in a house, and it was the four of us in this little room. Uh, we had one bed, and my mom used to work nights, so the three of us used to sleep in in, in this bed, and we were used to sleep head, you know, head, yeah, yeah, head right? To, to yeah, a- yeah, right, downstairs. right. And my poor brother used to have to sleep on the floor, but it was rough. She worked really hard, and she just said to us, you gotta work really hard and make something of yourselves." She just pushed us really hard.
3: I think one of the most touching moments, too, because I, I had my dad. I mean, he wasn't a, around, you know, but, but I know it was just a custody thing, whatever, but we get along great now. And one of the most touching moments in our relationship, one day her phone was sitting around or something like that. It was like
2: two weeks ago. No, no, no,
3: it was longer than that. <laughs> really? I, I told you again two weeks ago the story because I wanted you to know, but right. this is a while ago. And I, I see her phone ring and, and it says, Dad. And it was my father's number. And Aww. for some reason that touched me that she had stored in her phone my father's dad. And I thought, like, really, you know, boys, girls, men, women, they crave that fatherly relationship. And it's our responsibility as men. If you screw that up, I'm, I'm okay. sorry. I just don't, his, I can't his respect His family is like my
2: own. I, I loved his grandmother. And mm-hmm. his, his sister is like my sister, Sister Kelly. She's like my sister. And his dad... He's, 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 he's so great. He's always checking in on the kids and always, every time we have something, he's always present and I never had that. I, I want them to have grandfather and family around. I just think, remember
3: that Chris Rock special, where Chris Rock, you're supposed to take care of your kids. I <laughs> always think right. of that. Like, that's if you right. can't get that right. Like, he was joking, but he wasn't. Like, you, that's your job. That's it. Okay? You don't, you, you know, you don't get medals for you. That's what you do. And, you know, me... Being a believer like that is your job. You screw that up, you can have all the money in the world. You're only going to be remembered by your kids as you fail, and that's it. Then it's over.
1: I think that's yeah. one of the big problems we have now in America is you see so much fatherlessness. Yeah. You don't have dad's presence present, and so many people dis, dis uh, discount the value of a man in the house. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of kids get you know misdirected and go in different directions that aren't healthy because. Of you know, dads aren't with moms. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, and I'd like maybe you to speak to this. I think if conservatives were able to go, listen, I have one job. Yes, school boards. Yes, assembly and senate and congress and senate and president. Those things all matter. But if I do this one thing, my family right, if I get my family right and every conservative got their family right and raised good kids, I think the future is bright. But if we don't do that, we start trying to change everything else when the thing that's closest to us that we have the most control over, um, we don't pay attention to.
0: And that's why I think we want to talk about marriage because the foundation of a family is marriage.
3: Well, I think there's two things that makes me think. It makes me think of that old Andrew Breitbart saying, right, politics is downstream of culture, right? Like, you forget the political fights. That doesn't mean a damn thing if the culture rots. And I think the culture is downstream of the family, right? Which reminds me that that very successful Jordan Peterson book, was it, she loves it, 12 rules for yeah, life. Right, says, right. You yeah. gotta make your own bed first before yeah. you change the world. Well, I think that applies to us dads too. You know, I'm sorry, like I said, that you said before and you are right, we were talking like, how do you live with Dan? He's like this flamethrower and he comes down, he speaks, well, we need to speak boldly about that too. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't shy away from that. Um, You know, well, great. We're talking about tax cuts. Listen, I love tax cuts. I want to keep my money. Like, I'm a a, a, a Reagan economic conservative. I get it, but that's all fantastic. But if we screw up our kids, like, what do you care about the tax cuts? Like, does it even matter? Like, I'd rather pay 29, rather than 28%, have a generation of good, healthy kids than pay nothing and have a generation of kids raised in fatherless households. It's, 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 It's probably the biggest cultural crisis of our time. Fathers, I can't explain it, Sean, but they just love differently. It's not yeah, better, different. it's not we're, worse, We're different. it's just different. Yeah. And anyone trying to pretend like this is some new genderless leftist utopian society and you don't need a dad, no, you do need a dad. I did, she did, we all do. And if you don't find a dad, you're gonna find one somewhere else. You're gonna find it in a gang, you're gonna find it in that kid on the street who's nothing but trouble, you're gonna find it and yep. it might not be in the right spot. So I want
0: to sum up what I think I've learned from you guys about your love story. One, love love at first sight can happen.
4: Oh, yeah. Def- <laughs> it, it can definitely 100%. happen.
0: Commit and have no way out, right? Like, you're in.
3: That's it. You're in. Yeah.
0: It's Good okay way. to fight. No, <laughs> That's right.
3: No, no highway exits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's okay to fight and know that you can come out the other side.
3: It's healthy to fight. The right way.
0: Date your wife.
3: One hundred percent. Definitely.
0: Did I miss something? Because I love. I'm loving all of this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, the commit. The date thing is real, though. You know, I, I, I really. If you, to all the husbands out there, if you're having that crisis and you're thinking like, where do I get that spark? Just remember, this woman you love was once your girlfriend, and she's still your girlfriend. Nothing has changed. (laughs) Nothing has changed. You loved her then. You love her now. But we do. We tend to have that, like that marriage thing. You get married, you tend to look at your wife only as your child's mom, and that's not how you should be looking at your wife. I'm sorry. She's your wife. It's your child's mom. It's a family. We get it. But listen, works for me, and we've been better parents because of it.
0: Paul, last last advice for our viewers who are listening.
2: Oh. I guess patience, too. Patience is important.
0: It takes patience to live with Dan Bunty.
2: That's
1: pretty no idea. Yes, yes it does. It
2: does.
1: I, I suspect that Dan wins 80% of the fights on TV, no but more. in the house, he, you win 80%. No, no, <laughs> i do <win>. not No,
3: no. <laughs> she always tells me. No, that's what he says. She always tells me. She goes, darn, you should have been a lawyer. You're a lawyer. You're a yes. prosecutor. I should, she goes, you're so good at this right? Don't you always tell me that? She goes, don't ever. Once you debate, that's it. But like, if I'm wrong
2: I know I just said, whatever I don't really care I just don't want to hear it <laughs> but, uh, like, seriously
3: I, I like I love to be but I will say this like if, I, the thing is if, if we're wrong I think we both make a point to try to uh, if you're wrong like you're wrong there's no debating being wrong
1: and saying sorry is not a bad thing right to go I was wrong I'm sorry it's no, you have to do it. and if you can't do it you don't be- forget about
3: a marriage you don't belong in any relationship right you don't belong in a relationship with the guys in your baseball team right. you know you're gonna screw up and not apologize like what kind of person does that
0: That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. They want me to wrap, but I have to ask this question before we go. It's a little out of sequence, but I just, I still want to talk about this year, like how it, I feel like people think about, I'm going to get married and something could happen to me. You know, I could have that bad moment, like the day that you, you know, found that out. Yeah. I mean, how has this year been?
2: I tell you, everything changed so quickly. We were out Saturday night celebrating. His podcast was number one. Um, social media, yeah, right? Parlor hit, hit number one. Rumble. The was website a was the
3: fastest growing right. thing. Website that article was been written.
2: Fastest growing. We went out Saturday night to celebrate with some friends. Sunday, he says, Paula, what is this on my neck? And that's how. That's how quickly life changes. Yeah. So that's why we try not to waste any time with each other.
3: But can you imagine mm-hmm. having gone through that alone? Right. You know, these people looking for a perfect time to be married, I asked them like, well, what's the perfect time to be alone? Like never, mm-hmm. right? What, what what have you ever handled better alone? Seriously. Yeah. The, what problem that's have right. you ever not benefited from having someone else's input, especially the person who knows that's you right. best? I, But great. I've got greater wisdom here, and so it, do you, right? Listen, <laughs> I do, and the fact that she has such a different, like, she was a computer web designer and one of the best ones around, and she sees the world in kind of a very quantitative, analytical place, helps me so much because I tend to see it. I'm emotional. You never guess, right? From Fox. <laughs> Sean's like, I'm stunned, I'm but I am.
2: He's always crying on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I
3: too. I know. I'm like, I really am a big mush, and I think the Fox audience that only sees this, like you know, 230 pound dude <laughs> on TV. And I do get fiery, especially on the segments like this weekend, yeah. you know, this past week, I don't know when this is or whatever, but mm-hmm. Rachel and I did a segment about police officers being shot. That means a lot to me, but it means a lot to me because I am a big mush and I really love these guys and what they do and it comes across, I think, you know, and having someone to kind of ground me, uh, all the time, and see the world from kind of a different lens. I mean, again, what problem have you ever handled better alone? So there's no perfect time to get married, but to get married. But there's definitely no perfect time
1: to be alone either. So, well, I think it's neat about you two as well. And I know, again, I was going to second, but uh, what I think is neat about the two of you is that you're a, a team, and mm. you work together, you partner together. And I don't think Dan Bongino is Dan Bongino without Paula Bongino. Right? It's, I mean, you wouldn't no be doubt. here, I think, without her. And for no. the two of us we are where we're at because of the partnership and friendship and support that we each give each other. And I think you guys have that in spades and we don't always get to see you Paula, but as we hear Dan tell the stories, it's like, this was a joint venture. This was a partnership where Dan sat in front of the camera, but you're behind the scenes thinking and navigating and working and strategizing to make this whole thing launch, which I think is pretty cool that again, this is a team and a friendship you can't rap and
3: this has to go in the show i'm hijacking the show again i just have to say how (laughs) weird it is watching you guys my whole life on camera (laughs) i tell you this all the time rachel and you always laugh when i say it but like I was a monster fan before MTV went Super He well. got
2: me into it when we Yes, played. you see, <laughs> I did. I remember Thank you, thank
3: watch. you. <laughs> and like watching you guys, I felt like before I even met Rachel or you, I swear I felt like I legit knew you. Right. <laughs> because
1: I want you with right. your hair. Remember right. you had just, the part? Oh, I no, do. I thank like, you, Dan. I appreciate it. I, I just Great glasses. It. Oh, listen, but the, your hair, it was just,
3: I just watched you guys and it's just so... Like how the world, man, how it's all come so like 360. How I'm back in a living room, watching and staring into the eyes of <laughs> Rachel and Sean, talking about a love story I watched growing up. <laughs> right back to the start. <laughs> I didn't get like any that. 250 or pass you know, go. Right. <laughs>
0: well, it's been so great getting to know you, Dan, especially because getting to know me- you means I've gotten to know Paula. And Paula, it is very clear when when you hang out with you, especially when I hang out with you guys together, it's so obvious how much of you is part of what everyone sees on Dan Bongino's show and all his Thank appearances. You. you are the... I don't like to say it like this, but she's kind of the brains behind this operation.
3: No, <laughs> are you okay I with mean, me saying that? I would debate you. Right? <laughs> I love debating. But you're right. <laughs> Point conceded. i Fifteen <laughs> love. You watch tennis. Fifteen love Duffy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you're right. She is. He's. Well, definitely.
0: your love story is inspirational. I hope other people learn from it. I think you guys are are real. You didn't sugarcoat. You know, some fantasy story. And like you said it's a disservice to anyone who's thinking about going into marriage to hear, you know, that it's
3: false expectations. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's the most rewarding relationship of your life. And, but rewarding things, you know, what's that famous quote, right? The heavens have a way of putting a price on Mm -hmm. things, right? If it was worth having, and it was easy, everybody would do it. So why do so few people stick it out? Because they're not willing to pay that price and the price I'm willing to pay is, you know, the price of commitment and uh, the price of, not giving yourself a highway off ramp, you know, you have and to see re- on and The reward is awesome.
1: Yeah. Great marriage. Amazing. Thank you guys for talking to us I and know, sharing I your feel story. I'm happy
0: that you guys share. would be willing to open up like that. Thank oh, you. Oh,
1: you're welcome. No, this no. is great.
0: Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Paula, so much for giving us your love story, your advice, your encouragement on love, on marriage. Um, if you enjoyed this conversation, we did, definitely. Um Let us know, subscribe, rate, review this podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download your podcasts. We hope to see you around the table next week and we both wish you a very, very happy Valentine's
4: Valentine's Day. Day.
2: Bye everybody.